Hey out there to all people and ice cream aficionados, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who definitely knows the difference between a rabbit and a hare, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm good. Is there a difference between those, Brandon? Are you just fucking yes, they're two different things. How are they two different? Tell me right now, in grave, grave detail. Okay, here's what I know. Hares have longer ears. Oh, alright. Alright. I'm cool. That's it? That's, <laughs> that's the only difference. Okay. But enough about that, Cortland. Yes. Because Excellent. joining us today, we also have special guests. Yeah. Kay and Warren from the Tone Deaf Podcast. How are you doing, guys? We are tired. excited <laughs> to talk about our childhood with you. Awesome. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. This is a this is a glorious episode. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, Brandon, it's probably the spookiest episode we've had this season so far, though. Uh, I mean, this is like the first, like, classic ghost story. Like, everything else has been bonkers shit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we don't go to Moss Avenue this episode, that's for sure. No. So, Kay and Warren, you guys are pretty much experts in musical theater. Do you think that this episode would work better as a musical? <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, na- I, I don't... I- now I want it. Like, I don't care if it would work because we've seen so many terrible musicals. I'm like, I don't care if it would be a terrible one. I want to see this as a musical now. You know, I will be very upset if the Ghostbumps musical that's coming out doesn't have I was going to talk this. about that. Wait, what? There's a Ghostbumps? What? Yeah. Oh, there's a Ghostbumps <laughs> Yeah. Was, there is. I don't know. It was probably yesterday and my brain resets every day, so. <laughs> oh, my condolences. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, there's a Phantom of the Auditorium musical, and uh, really? I hope that you guys cover it, because that'd oh, be fun to be a part of. We could do another collab. I would. Oh, okay. absolutely. Phantom of the Auditorium, that sounds like a glorious spoof. I, I, I think I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. another guest on for Phantom of the Auditorium. His name's Troy, and um, he he was talking that I think it's very like campy and just over the top. So Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh, man, like yeah. there's really nothing in that episode, so they got they gotta go over the top. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited for the Ghostbumps musical, you guys. Oh, nice. That'll be great. Wow, now we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alright, shall we talk about this episode, The Headless Ghost? Yeah, I think we could probably talk about it. It's the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah we probably should. Kay, I'm gonna ask you first. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this episode? Wow, it was 90s-tastic. It was... <laughs> yeah. Wow, I forgot how just 90s it is. Like, down to the girl's sweater, down to the intro, down to just everything, the music. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is dated. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> I, I don't know, it was... Uh, I don't mess with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're trying to say is you're no Stephanie. Is that her name? That I'm was her no name, right? Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of me shouting at the screen. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which I can do in our home. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. For real. For real. Characters making odd decisions throughout the whole thing. Oh, man. Don't Very come in there. Choices. But they always do. Yeah, they always do. <laughs> I gotta say, you guys, like the, some of the scenery in this episode is really beautiful. 
It is. Um, it reminded me. So, do you guys have those historical houses where y'all live, where like they have people do tours and stuff, and some people really get into it? Because it just sent me right back to this place here in Utah called This Is The Place State Park, where if you want to see how a Mormon pioneer would live. And I do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> That's number one on my bucket list, you guys. <laughs> oh, come on out here then. Uh, right across from a much more fun, but also slightly depressing place, the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Warren, what did you think of this episode? Um, it was like I jumped back in time to my like, 10, 11 year old self. Uh, and it was a blast from the past. And I it was funny because I enjoyed it. But I also think that it was a, a situation of me going, wow, this was not as terrible when I was a child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, but yeah, it was it was a. Uh, it was interesting. I thought the acting overall was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind yeah, of surprised. Yeah. There were a couple times I was looking at people and I was like, I think they grew up to become an actor. I don't. I think mm. I knew them, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we'll after find all, out later. Actors are not real actors. I mean, the property, <laughs> the property of the studio. Mm-hmm. They, they live under the uh, director's desk. Um, <laughs> I felt the same way though, Warren. I was looking at some of these kids and stuff, and I was like, I feel like I know you. But I think maybe it's because you look like Tucker. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Cortland. Yeah. What did you think of this one? It was good. I like this episode. That's a lot better than better, the last Better like, than the last three. few we've had? Yeah. Um, second best to uh, be careful what you wish for for me so far for season two. But man, I mm-hmm. thought I was having a seizure or something at the beginning of the episode. I know we're going to get into it, but there's a lot of jump cuts for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't is know my copy like broken? Was. What's going on? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. All right. Everyone's copy is. I'm glad that they didn't continue that trend throughout the rest of the episode. And that was just kind of like, you know, for suspense for the first like ghost story within the ghost story, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was weird. There's a couple of weird things in this episode, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are. Let's talk about all the weird things in this episode. Okay, let's do it. So, the episode begins with a beautiful sunset behind an old lighthouse. Gorgeous. It crash zooms into the lighthouse, then the camera kind of shutter pans to a big house. And, Cortland, like you said, the the camera and the edits in this episode are, I don't, I don't even know the word for it. It's stuttery, and it kind of like rewinds, and then goes forward again. I don't. It's all over the place. I don't know what they were going for. I don't think it's terrible, but I think that it could have been done a little bit better. You know, like the cuts are just really, really abrupt and awkward. And I think they just do too many Mm -hmm. of them. I think they could have made it a little spookier by adding that effect if they just kind of toned it back a little bit. Yeah, just peppered it in there like a good lightning strike. I don't know. See, I opened up my pepper the other day and I almost broke it open. And now I (laughs) add in too much pepper when I use it. How does that happen? I'm a mess, Brandon. My life is a mess. (laughs) My God, Cortland. I know, I know. (laughs) In a window, we see a young boy in old-timey Charles Dickens clothes, and he's asking aloud, Are you here? Where are you? Show yourself! The camera is all over the place, cutting back and forth. Suddenly, a door opens, and a woman in an old-fashioned nightie shouts, Andrew, 
Why aren't you in bed? The boy tells her he was just about to head to bed, but she ain't buying that shit, telling him, you were looking for that ghost again, weren't you? She tells him, mm-hmm, a likely story. And that, that you guys, <laughs> yeah. everybody, that's exactly what I would say. I'm like channeling this old woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that I saw when I saw him on screen, I was like, what's this little Lord Fauntleroy kid doing here? What? <laughs> yeah, like, are those his pajamas? He's right. meant to be in bed. Yeah. yeah. He's dressed in his Sunday best, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta be in your Sunday best to go look for a ghost. <laughs> See, my first thought was, this is supposed to be old-timey. Why isn't she hitting her child? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that should be step one. Should be step one. How dare you lie to me? Get your ass to she should. She should be <laughs> dripping that hot wax on him by now. <laughs> what the fuck? I gotta say, his hair does not look... Col- like, if I was thinking about colonial times or whatever, that haircut he's got on, <laughs> that's 90s. That's not colonial. No. Oh, yeah, no, no. The uh, the period acting is not very period. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. The boy lies to his mom, and she says, I don't know why you keep looking for that ghost. There ain't no damn ghost. Andrew tries to calm her down by saying mama in a baby voice like a dozen times. And that works well enough because she turns and walks back to bed. That's the secret to pacifying old colonial women. Obviously. <laughs> Good to know. Yep. Write that one down, you guys. <laughs> Survival <laughs> That'll come tips. in handy sometime. <laughs> it was one of those things, too, because you got this kid and he's just like, where are you dumb ghost and then the mom is just like i told you to get your ass to bed and he's like i was just about to mama i promise i'll go to bed mommy and she turns around and leaves and he's like where are you bitch ass ghost i know you're in here it's just like it's like for an old tiny kid you sure are asking for an ass whooping (laughs) or a head ribbon spoilers (laughs) for five seconds Literally the millisecond the door touches the frame, he's shouting to the ghost again. He yells that he's not afraid of it. We hear the sound of a cat yowling, and Andrew looks under the bed to discover that it is in fact a cat. All the candles in the room suddenly go out, and there are a lot of candles in there. A big ball of shitty-looking CG smoke appears. Andrew screams, and it cuts to a Nosferatu-style silhouette of a pointy-fingered monster reaching for Andrew. The man tells him, Now that you have seen me, you cannot leave. And Andrew responds, please. (laughs) That's what I would do, too. Yeah. Please, sir. Can I have some life? It just worked on his colonial mom. So, like, (laughs) it was worth a shot. Then there's a few lightning flashes, and we hear a woman ask, what happened next? What did the ghost do? And we see that it's modern day, and there's a tour guide leading a group through the haunted house. He tells the woman that the ghost straight up popped Andrew's head and hit it somewhere around the house. (laughs) This man, who's sporting a pair of luxurious mutton chops, puts his face uncomfortably close to the face of a little girl and tells her that every night Andrew's ghost is looking for his head. Can we just take a moment to talk about how glorious those mutton chops were? We really should. I, I was, mm, I was like, gorgeous. are those fake or are those real? You're like, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he grew them himself. Like, he looks dapper. He looks like a guy that would wear mutton chops. Nah, he probably I shaved them off right after this episode. They probably hired him specifically for his mutton chops. 
Most likely. I actually used to act with someone who grew mutton chops specifically so that he could be Scrooge every year. That's pure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looks like you would play Scrooge too. He could. I'm pretty sure if R.L. Stein was like, hey, do you want to be in an episode? I'd be like, sure. What's the catch? And he was like, you got to grow mutton chops. I'd be like, I'm on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd be all over that. There's a boy in the group who looks like a knockoff Daniel DeSanto, and he's loving this tour shit. He does. The tour guide begins to walk out of the room, and a hand comes out from under a bed and grabs the little girl. Everybody panics, but the tour guide marches right back in there and pulls out a frizzy-haired young girl who just giggles and tells the traumatized girl, Gotcha. She also slaps her in the face with the finger of that hand. Does she? <laughs> yeah. That's really rude. Damn. Oh, she's very rude. Mm-hmm. She is. Stephanie's ki- That's kind of her one character trait. She's kind of the worst, you guys. A little bit off-putting yeah. to, the, to that point. She's the kind of character that is introduced into a show and you're kind of like, I kind of want you to die. Like, yeah. is, is it bad for me to want you to die? Guys, is it bad to want this kid to die? Like, yeah, I, mean, I know seriously. that they're a kid. There's a but... Stephanie clause where it's okay, so you guys are fine. <laughs> Outside, we see the tour guide throwing fake Tucker and Frizzy, whose names are actually Dwayne and Stephanie, respectively, right out of the house and telling them not to come back to Hill House till they learn some respect. Stephanie just lets out some forced supervillain laughter, but Dwayne seems actually upset, saying that they went too far this time. Stephanie says, traumatizing people is the point. They are the (laughs) twin terrors of Wheeler Falls, after all. To fake Tucker's credit, though, he looks disappointed pretty much the entire episode. That's true. (laughs) I felt so bad because i i'm just sitting here like going you got this one crazy bitch and she's just dragging her brother along for all of these quote-unquote misadventures and she's like we're the twin terrors and he's just sitting there like i just kind of want to be a nice person and live and you're just making everyone hate us all the time yeah i don't understand their their motives here so it sounds like they just go to hill house like all the time and just do this tour over and over and over again and which I'm like, where are their parents? Well, also, like, That's a good question, why? You, you would think that they would do something inappropriate in the tour once, and the tour guide would be like, get the fuck out forever. Exactly. Because yeah. Stephanie, the, that girl is a budding psychopath. <laughs> and <laughs> Definitely. She, she has ambitions to be a future serial killer. All she does is bully her brother into all coming along. Does. Yeah, because she expects him later to hide all the bodies for her. Mm. And he would. It's it's a perfect and plan, you guys. He absolutely would. Because Dwayne is a bitch. <laughs> all you'd have to do is be like, what are you, too chicken to hide a body? And then he would do it. He would. Dwayne tells Stephanie that maybe they're getting too old for this twin terrors nonsense. And Steph looks like she's just been slapped. Her suggestion is that they come back to this tour the next night and look for the headless ghost's head. Dwayne isn't so sure, but Stephanie is not taking no for an answer. As they walk away, a generic guitar riff plays out, and we see a young boy is watching them from the bushes. Oh boy. I call him Crutchy. Crutchy. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like Crutchy from Newsies, so he's Crutchy. I've never seen Newsies, but he looks like a 1920s Newsie. He did. 
Yeah. Especially the uh, thin, gaunt face like you've never had enough to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what sold it for me, yeah. Which doesn't fit with his backstory at all, but mm. no. we'll get to that. <laughs> we cut to the same establishing shots from earlier. Lighthouse at sunset, haunted house during a storm. But now, we got a voiceover from the tour guide telling us... The history of this house is one of madness and despair. It was over 150 years ago that a sea captain built this house for his lady love. When he came back from a sea voyage, he found his beloved had left him for another man. Mm. The captain died of a broken heart, but his spirit lived on, taking revenge on anyone who lived in this house. That's a pretty shitty backstory. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. Now, that's the origin of a supervillain. I yeah. built you this house, and then you whore, you left me. Now I will rip the heads off of anyone who comes near. Now I'm going to kill children. The of the hill house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, murder children, and that makes it all even. Yeah, even Stevens, yeah. right. God. You know, you know, we've all been through a rough breakup at one point or another. None of us, I would wager, have ripped off a child's head and justified it for that. We yeah. also, though, guys, we were never like colonial captains for ships. So, oh, that's that's, fair. that's the caveat. Yeah, that's the, that. It makes everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> Each ship ship is his own nation. He's used to being able to rule with an iron fist. Yeah, he used to rip off kids' heads all the time back in the ship. So. Before he was a ghost? <laughs> oh, God. New cabin boy after every voyage. Oh, God. Dwayne and Steph are on the tour again, and Otto, the tour guide, mentions how well they are behaving. The tour guide moves on to the staircase, where Otto tells us all the paintings in there are people who tried living in the house, but met a grisly end. There's a painting of poor Andrew in his Quaker outfit, holding his Quaker. own head. Yeah, how did they get that picture? I don't <laughs> like, know. Do did he pose for it? <laughs> it's a memento memory. You, you think the painting would be of him, like, alive? All the rest of the paintings are people alive, and this kid's just holding his head. Yeah, it's not very fair. Also, it doesn't look like it was painted by anybody with talent. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's only got, like, four fingers on that picture. <laughs> <laughs> the simpsons kid (laughs) so otto leads the group into a room and stephanie takes that as a cue to cut from the group they make their way into a roped off part of the house and we see that the same boy from the bushes is watching them from behind a door and another guitar riff plays that's the scariest part of all (laughs) we cut to a painting of a very pissed off old man watching as stephanie and Dwayne break into a room it looks like the room of a sea captain, filled with model ships and shark teeth and shit. Shark teeth are pretty sweet, though, you guys. My favorite part about this scene is that uh, there's a sign that says, Do not enter on the door, and Dwayne's like, I don't know if we're supposed to come in here. Like, well, no fucking shit, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly pointing out things like that. I love it. And just having no common sense at all. He's a good boy. He doesn't want to get in trouble. And Stephanie's just like, gosh, rules are for wusses. Come on. He's got to read. (laughs) He's got to read everything for the folks at home that can't read yet, you know? Oh, fair, fair. That's a a lame excuse, but... (laughs) (laughs) But it works. It does. You got to think of the folks at home that can't read. You know, those kids. Dwayne wants to get out of there, but Stephanie is not leaving without a head. 
She starts asking aloud, is it here? While looking under pillows and shit, like she's playing hide and seek with a three-year-old. Then suddenly, she looks toward the camera and says, Oh no. Oh no. Dwayne runs over, asking what it is. She says, The head. He asks, Really? And she says, No, you sucker. Yeah, that is then she walks towards though. the door, and her eyes get wide. The music gets more intense, and she says, Dwayne, I'm not joking this time. Come look. He does, and she just gives him a smack on the back and laughs. Dwayne can't believe he fell for that shit twice. I want her head to get ripped off. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I kind of liked it when she did the second one. I knew it wasn't going to be anything, but uh, she sold it for me with her acting. But also, um, that was a jump scare for us, but we literally see nothing. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, they didn't do the Goosebumps thing where she goes... Oh, God, it's the head. And then they cut to commercial and then come back and she goes, just kidding. No, they wanted to, but they just couldn't fit it in. They forgot. They like fucked up the timeline a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. The editing got all messed up with all those weird cuts at the beginning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, so, you know, it's it's such a a girl who cried headless boy, you know, situation. (laughs) You don't you don't do the whole. Oh, my gosh, I'm not I'm not kidding. You do, you save that, and she just used it right away. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just like no, because now you know someone's gonna be coming to rip your head off, and no one's gonna help you because they'll be like, "Oh, that's just Stephanie crying, ghost captain who rips people's heads off." <laughs> yeah, she just went through her entire repertoire of like gotchas and a quick instant. She has nothing left. Mm-hmm. You know, what? if she did it a third time right after this, it would work still. <laughs> There's a loud banging sound now, and Dwayne instantly goes, What was that? (sighs) Stephanie says, Nice try, but he insists that he heard something. The noise bangs again, and this time Steph hears it too. She says, Someone is coming, and makes the split-second decision to hide in the closet. The footsteps get closer, and a shadow enters the room. The doors to the closet swing open, revealing... Otto, the tour guide. Do you guys think that Otto looks a little bit like John C. Riley? Oh my god. I can picture it now. I can't unsee that now. Just a little <laughs> bit, you know? Otto kicks the kids out a second time, telling them that they are now banned from Hill House. And basically, if they go there and get murdered by ghosts, it's not his responsibility. Yep. Otto again scolds them for their lack of respect and slams the door. We get a good look at a gargoyle looking door knocker, and Stephanie picks up a handful of snow, because by the way, it's snowy, What's and she throws before, it at the though? door. I didn't, I didn't think so. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Alright, okay. She throws the snowball at the door, saying, Respect this, you old grouch! The snowball hits the door knocker, and for some reason, its eyes turn green. I don't know how that fits into the lore of Hill House. They actually have a note saying, I fucking love the Hill House guy. He is dedicated to his craft, and I would have beat those damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> And just for me, it's the door knocker that does the stock lion growl. Oh, right. Yes. I want this door knocker for our house. I think I think that would be great. Dwayne and Steph argue for a bit, and then that damn stalker boy appears with his patented guitar sting, asking them, you want to see some real ghosts? <laughs> hey, kid, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> Run. The guy introduces himself as Seth and says that this haunted house gets real lit late at night after all the tours are over. He offers to take them in through a secret entrance in the basement that very night. 
Dwayne, of course, is like, nah, maybe tomorrow or never. Seth basically calls Dwayne a chicken, and that's enough to get him on board. Dwayne, you should have just cut your losses and enjoyed being an only child. Did you guys ever, like, because we're we're all 90s kids, did you guys ever know anybody who, like, you could talk them into anything by just calling them a coward? Because I sure as shit didn't. No. And if someone called me a chicken, like, hey, let's go, let's go jump off the roof and hold an umbrella and try and fly away, I'd be like, no, what are you, chicken? No, I have a sense of reality, and I'd like to keep my legs unsnapped. I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. That's that's for drugs, Kay. What was that from? That's for drugs. It's a Ninja Turtles PSA for drugs. Oh, you're right. That's what it is. Drugs. I love it. I love it. So we've met essentially or entirely all the characters that matter in this episode now. So let's see the actors who played them. Let's start with Stephanie, who's played by. Adriana Benadir. I'm going to say that I said that right. Um, Adriana has like two credits to her name. She was in 10 episodes of The Adventures of Dudley the Dragon. And this episode of Goosebumps and one more episode of Goosebumps in the future. And that's it. That's her entire career. Which is kind of a shame because her character is a piece of shit. But she actually does a pretty decent job. Yeah, I think so. All the people mm-hmm. did a pretty good job in this episode. Yeah. Dwayne is played by Kenny Vadas, and he has 13 credits, and the latest was in 2001. Hmm. Cortland, you probably don't recognize him, because I don't know who this character is, but he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Hatching as Will, which it says is an uncredited role, so he was probably no one. Um, I think he might have been one of the kids that... He was, like, sleeping on the job or whatever, pouring sugar in the water. Maybe one of those kids. And they were like, Will, are you are you awake? And then that was that. Yeah. No one who mattered. Right, right. He was also in The Santa Claus, the mm, Tim Allen movie. That's as where I recognize him. L-E-F-S leader. That's what it is. Uh, I knew yeah. I knew this kid somewhere. But I was okay. like, no, maybe it's just because he looks like Tucker. But it's that. It's Santa Claus. That has to be it as well, because the entire time I'm watching this, like, him and Seth, I was like, I feel yeah. like I know these two from something. Same, mm-hmm. same. All right. Well, next we have Seth in Cortland. Did you recognize Seth? Okay, I haven't looked at his IMDb page yet. Is this Keith from The Tale of the Dark Dragon, or maybe, um, no, that's the same character, I think. The 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 kid in Prom Queen who drives, who takes away uh, Donna, or whatever her name was. No, Cortland. I was wrong. Okay. Even crazier. All right. Seth is played by Sean Vertigo, who was in Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Phantom Cab as Buzz. <gasps> oh, no. God. This is whacked. No. He got so much better. <laughs> he got a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> I mean, anything was better than what he did in Phantom Cab. That's Buzz? Yes, that's Buzz. Wow. That's whacked. <laughs> it's amazing what a good beating will do. This is uh, a character from the very first episode that we ever covered. I didn't think we would see mm-hmm. him again. That's awesome. No, I thought for sure we wouldn't because he was terrible. I can see it now in his face. It's it's our baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean was also in Puppet Master 2 as Billy. Ah, a classic. He was in the Japanese movie Returner as a future soldier. Cortland, do you remember watching that movie? Uh, I think we watched it together, didn't we? 
We did, yeah. Did I fall asleep? No, because that movie's badass. Uh, I don't remember so much. <laughs> and Sean was also in the music videos that he directed for a metal band called Vile A Sin, which he is also the lead singer of. Okay, all right. Get and that it, was Sean. recent. I, wow. I kind of love it. Oh. He he looks like the kind of person who would be... Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe that 100%. But I'm disappointed that I don't recognize him like I thought I did. Next we have Otto, who's played by Dennis O'Connor. Dennis has a good amount of roles. He was in the requisite Friday the 13th, the series. He was in Forever Night. And he was in Psy Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. Is he still alive? He played... Yeah, he is. He played a lot of different cop roles. And he played a character named Otto in a TV movie called End of Summer. So multiple Ottos. All right, all right. He just has that auto look about him. Yeah, I guess so. he was also in the Adventures of Sinbad, so that's pretty dope. I always just assume it's Sinbad the comedian, so it might not be as dope as I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I'm just my brain is just like everything that, that Brandon is listening is stuff that I haven't seen. Why do I feel like I've seen the sea captain? Maybe I've just seen him in my dreams because of those mountain chops. <laughs> well, now I will for the rest of time. Shit. <laughs> Lastly, we have Andrew, the boy from earlier, who is played by Daniel Goodfellow. Hmm. He has five credits, including 17 episodes of Dudley the Dragon. So take that, Stephanie. Yeah. He was also in a couple episodes of Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. And he was in an episode called Christmas of Doom for a TV show called Sticking Around. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite ghost hunter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to all that we have to offer, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm going to keep this one super short today, you guys. I'm not feeling so hot. So um, if you'd like to help support us on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash private island. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing them, on top of a lot of other rewards for our higher tiers. If you're looking for some funny stuff, we make tons of content on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Private Island Presents. So be sure to check it out and give us a follow. We got years of content from every single episode we've covered. Uh, We do memes every Friday. We do live watch parties every Wednesday on Instagram. So come and check it out and uh, join in and have some fun with us. I'd like to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate you spending some time and listening with us and enjoying our show. I'll let you get back to it for now, and I'll talk to you next week for a little bit more of an interlude here. But uh, bye for now. Back to the episode. Inside the house, Seth lights a candle, and even though he's the only one making noise, he says, Shh, don't want to wake the spirits. Yet. Even though that's the whole reason they're there. That's true. The trio Dutch angles up the staircase and into a boring-looking green room. Stephanie says that she never saw this room before, and Seth tells her that this room isn't on the tour. None of these rooms are on the tour. (gasps) 
Well, obviously, they've been on the tour like 600 times, so they would know. <laughs> they know. The tour. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, why are you following this strange boy into the captain's secret room? This is like going into a windowless van. <laughs> because they're not cowards, Kay. This is what not this cowards do. This is white do. people they don't, Look, Kay, they don't have parents. Nobody taught them any better. Oh my god. I would... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> This whole thing, I'm just sitting here like, no, no, no. Like, as I, you know what, I'll give it ghosts. to the kids. I'll give it to the kids. At least they're following, like, a fellow child, you know? Well, I guess he's, like, a teenager or whatever. But, like, he's still around their age. Now, if they were like, hey, if Otto, for example, was like, hey, kids, you want to come in my house after dark? You know, that's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne knocks some shit over, and Stephanie tells him, smooth move. She then walks over to a dumbwaiter and asks what it is. Seth tells her about it and about a boy who lived in this room. But it's not Andrew. It's a different boy. No, it's a more modern We boy. cut to a desaturated flashback and Seth voices over telling us he was a spoiled boy. A boy who loved strawberry ice cream. A maid begins dishing up some ice cream as Seth tells us, Ice cream! Ice cream! He always wanted ice cream! This is my favorite part of the episode, you guys. I love, I love when they do stories in, inside of stories. And it's a great, like, time piece, too, you know? I like that. And also, well, I'll let you continue, because my favorite part's coming up. Okay. The maid puts some ice cream in the dumbwaiter, and we're treated to close-up shots of the boy's mouth as he's slurping yes. on that cream. Dude, what the fuck is going on? I love it. Like, we get this, it's just his lips, and then the spoon with the ice cream. And he just like, he's like, mm, you know, like, mm, mm, mm. he's about to eat it. He can't wait for this fucking ice cream, even though it's not really ice cream. It's fucking prop ice cream. And then he just puts it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I think we just learned about a new kind of fetish the Portland has. <laughs> I don't know. I. <laughs> it's just so outrageous, you guys. It's just his lips. It's such it's so close that all you can see is his lips. Like you you don't even get the the rest of his chin. It's so close. No. It's all the way up in there. There's a very good reason for that though, Portland, because you, you don't want to give anything away with someone's chin. That's true. The chin is the most <laughs> defining feature of a human being. <laughs> Windows to the soul, they say. <laughs> see, I'm just I'm sitting here like that is some proto like uh Dan Schneider stuff. Oh, shit. The guy who did all the Nickelodeon yeah. shows. Eat the ice cream. For him, it was feet. Yeah. Slower. <laughs> They're, can you imagine, though, like, the director was like, nope, I need to get more lips, you know? Let's get this camera right next <laughs> yeah. to your fucking Smack face. Smack those yeah. lips. You want that ice so cream. Work weird. it. <laughs> Seth tells us, one day, the dumbwaiter didn't go all the way up. The boy looks inside and instantly falls in. <laughs> the maid opens the door, sees the boy, and screams. Seth finishes the story by telling the others that the maid couldn't tell the difference between the boy's face and the strawberry ice cream. Uh, I've never seen strawberry ice cream that red before. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the goriest strawberry ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. That's got like chunks of strawberry and strawberry jam in it. <laughs> I like the visual though. Like that's pretty. That's pretty heavy for a kid show. I will say. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. gruesome. Like, I don't know, falling in a dumbwaiter like one story up. Like, how <laughs> mangled is your face gonna be? 
Well, glass. you know what, guys, guys, it's just that the maid is dumb. She just doesn't know the difference between <laughs> strawberry ice cream and people. <laughs> See, and I took the next step. I was saying, okay, we got to do a real experiment of this. We got to find a child and we got to throw him down a dumb waiter and see what it looks like on the other side. Mythbuster style. You got to put some yes. work. It's yeah. for science, guys. Goosebumps Mythbusters. Stephanie stands up now saying, that's just a story. I thought we were going to see some real ghosts. Seth asks the two if they are really ready. Stephanie, of course, is fiending for some spirit action, but Dwayne is all, eh. That is, until he sees the handle on the dumbwaiter move by itself. Then yeah. he's in. Yeah, right? Uh, at that point, you should be like, okay, I got my ghost. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, see you. I, I'm out. <laughs> Seth leads the two another flight of stairs up to the captain's secret room. They get to an attic filled with a bunch of knickknacks. Dwayne sees a paint palette and asks, What's this for? <sighs> Dwayne. It's for solving world hunger, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> He's what simple. Possibly be? Seth... Seth tells the boy that the captain's ghost paints a portrait of his newest victims, which is something we've already been told. Dwayne is all, Well, that's tight and all, but we should get going. Seth starts locking the door and tells them, Sorry. Can't let you leave. You can't leave once you've entered the murder room. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you don't follow kids into the captain's secret room. This is why you don't do it. This, yeah. is why this one's follow- on you guys. Yeah, this is why you don't follow <laughs> creepy paperboy looking motherfuckers that you met outside of a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> when the kids ask why they can't leave, Seth says, I lied to you. I ain't Seth. I'm totally Andrew. What? Stephanie says... You can't be Andrew. Andrew lost his head. Based on a story I was told. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seth Drew explains it by saying, This isn't my head. I borrowed it. And I've got to return it. Yeah. He's got to return the head. (laughs) To who? Who is making him return this head and why? (laughs) It's overdue. There's like a body somewhere, and he's just like, after he has a new head, he just goes over, takes the other one, throws it, and it's like this rotting body and the fresh head, like right next to it. Mm-hmm. And just every single uh, uh, coroner or autopsy person's just like, what the fuck out of this? <laughs> Another one in Hell House? Jeez. We should close this place down, but it makes too much money. <laughs> no shit. They we rely on the tourist season to make it through the harsh winters. They rely on the money from these two children that go to the fucking every day. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, you raised the best point. I didn't even consider that. They're paying a fucking entrance fee every, every single night. time they go to this place. They're keeping that town alive. <laughs> god. He continues saying he needs a new head and he wants Dwayne's. Some sick instrumental rock music starts playing in the background as he yells, I need your head, Dwayne. It'll only hurt for a second. I'll just snap it right off like a chicken leg. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I like this part. I was, I was, uh, you know, besides Dwayne, he just kind of backs up slowly and's like, no, please don't, you know. Besides mm-hmm. his reaction, I think everything else worked really well. Like, I was, uh, mm. I was genuinely like, is this, is this how the story's gonna go, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is scary. This dude's just like, I'm going to take your head off. Yeah, and Stephanie's over there just staring at it, doing nothing. 
She's Absolutely being useless. Not. She's like, oh no, shit has hit the fan. I put us in this situation. I better freeze. But uh, time to become an only child. <laughs> but the, the tension is pretty good in this scene. Like just yeah. the, the dynamic between Seth and Dwayne. Is Seth is like creeping in on Dwayne with the creepy eyes and just like mm-hmm. it'll be quick, just a twist and a snap. Dwayne, who's less scared now than he was with Stephanie's pranks, offers to instead help the ghost find his own head. Seth Drew tells him, nah, I've already looked everywhere. (laughs) Dwayne then asks why it has to be his head. Seth tells him he'd take Steph's, but it would look a little funny. And Stephanie gives the tiniest little head shake in protest. Dwayne does his best to convince the ghost that his head is garbage, saying that it isn't any good at math and the hair never does what you want it to. Oh, right. But it doesn't work. Seth Drew says he's getting that head. (laughs) Dwayne uses his head, remembering the dumbwaiter and the kids run over to it and throw the door open. Inside, we see the poorly composited head of the little Andrew from the opening scene. He sassily asks, What were you expecting? A dish of ice cream? That's pretty good. He's a sassy little shit. It really is. I didn't understand the dynamic of why he's sassy, because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I thought that Andrew was going to save the day here, right? Like, he's a little headless boy. Like, let's, let's feel bad for him. He's going to help save mm-hmm. these kids from, like, a similar fate or whatever. Like, that's how it, I assumed it would go, but it does not go yeah. that way. No, he's just a dick. I thought it was going to be resolved all, Hey, Andrew, we found your head. Now you don't need Dwayne's head. Happy conclusion. But Yeah, I thought that yeah. might have been how it was, too. It's none of those, mm-hmm. though, you guys. It's none of that. No, Arl Stein throwing curveballs at you guys. He got me. He's the master. He got me again. The head calls out for its body, and a ghost body appears behind the two kids, walking slowly like a zombie toward the dumbwaiter. When it gets there, it awkwardly reaches for the head as the head's jiggling around. When it picks the head up, it drops it. And it looks terrible. The effects in this part look pretty terrible. They're so bad. I love it. I was howling. Yeah, in the, uh, can, we, can we take a moment and talk about how, like, this ghost is experiencing pain as he's <laughs> lifting up his own head. He's like, ooh. Yes. Ooh. What is the pain? You're you're dead. You, yeah. you're, you're dead. I love is it. Is it just guys. the pain of someone touching his head? Because that doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Also, this has some twisted implications that the way you die impacts how your ghost is going to be. Right. The body finally manages to pick up the head and asks, what are you looking at? Stephanie is like, who, moi? And Andrew's head tells her, don't play innocent with me, girly girl, or you'll find out that my bite is worse than my bark. That makes no sense. He then just casually walks into a wall and disappears. (laughs) It's like the least hundred plus years sounding kid. Yes. 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 That is a 90s kid through and through. (laughs) I just gotta say, though, like, I know I just said it, but the... His attitude towards everything is so much different than I expected. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. fuck off, kids. And then he fucking moonwalks over into a door <laughs> and phases through it. Just like, what the fuck just happened? I thought he was going to be nice. <laughs> Whoa, guys, I think the LSD is kicking in. <laughs> I was very thrown off by him, especially. Mm-hmm. And how terribly, how terrible the ghost look. <laughs> Oh, God. I just love it when he drops the head. I like when he drops the head and it's like a dummy head and it's just rolling around. And then he picks yes. it up and turns into his green screen head and it just looks awful. <laughs> it does. It does. 
how exactly do ghost physics work? <laughs> we'll never know, right? Why didn't his head just plummet to the like center of the earth? <laughs> yeah, why didn't it fall <laughs> through the floor? And just again, again, why why is the ghost head separate from the ghost body? Like, just Stephanie thinks for a moment and says, "Wait a minute. If you're not Andrew, then who are you?" Instead of suddenly, oh, fuck, ghost is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, she already knew that. I guess. <laughs> Suddenly Otto appears out of nowhere and said, I'll tell you who he is. He's a no good kid who used to work for me. He ushers the kids towards the exit, but when they get to the door, he tells Dwayne to get out of there and leave Stephanie there so he can talk to her alone. <laughs> what? No. 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 Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephanie doesn't pick up on how weird that is at all. I mean, come on, guys. What's the worst he's gonna do? Lecture her? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Well, the problem is they just famous saw, last words. Like they just literally saw proof of the afterlife in the form of a ghost. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That kid was essentially trying to murder her brother, and she's like, "Oh, but we got Otto here." <laughs> like, I got no. nothing. I got nothing, you guys. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Dwayne actually does leave, and when he's gone, Stephanie turns around to find Otto as a fully see-through ghost in a captain's uniform. <laughs> Who's he? Oh my god! So he can be a human when he wants to be. Uh, yeah, that you can just mean give tours. that opens a whole can of worms. But yeah, he can just like live life. He can just be alive whenever he wants. Redirect you. How do ghost physics work? Yeah. This is a running thing for our show here, Warren. We don't know. But apparently being a ghost is fucking awesome. Because you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. There's no repercussions for your actions. And nothing fucking matters. It's like being on Whose Line is in any way every day. Being a ghost (laughs) is way better than being a ghost. Man, I wish I could just abandon my meat suit and float around for a little while and then come back. Yeah, you can still do whatever you want to do. Like, you can have a chop. Yeah, your mutton chops go wherever you want. Oh, it's the afterlife, but I still have to work because life sucks, you know? Like... (laughs) He has a, jo- he has a full-time job. Going. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, the afterlife being like, it's the same except, like, forever. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta work still? <laughs> oh, God. Capitalism in the afterlife. It's the only good <laughs> part about dying. It's, it seems like that with the with the ghost captain though he that that's like his that's his thing that's how he gets off you know is is trap in doing these tours and talking about himself and and murdering people he's just like hmm. that's that's what he wants to do he's like I like to invite people into the house where I kill people and tell them about how I kill people yeah that's yeah. true that is pretty skeezy then I popped off this kid's head one time you guys <laughs> I saw the kid I pushed down the dumbbell. <laughs> Paint their pictures because I'm a fucking weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen these glorious mutton chops? Oh my god. Stephanie asks Otto what he's doing, and we see that he's holding the paint palette from earlier. He kind of broadly gestures towards a canvas, and a painting just starts magically appearing. (laughs) Yes, it's the first digital painting. (laughs) He's a pioneer. This is how iPads were made. Like, right. Right here, this is what makes me. This is what makes me go. Okay, this might be worth dying and turning into a ghost if I can effortlessly paint whatever the fuck I. Want. That is pretty sweet. Like uh, he's got pretty mm. cool ghost powers. He can rip off heads and paint pictures. You guys and turn into a meat suit whenever he wants. What was what was my response right away? It was just like Stephanie, you have hands. 
you can open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, do your hands suddenly not work? And then then when he starts painting her, I'm like, okay, maybe paint magic is keeping her from He painted her hands. You you didn't see it, but he painted her hands first so that that she couldn't escape. (laughs) As you do when you're painting a portrait. (laughs) They're the hardest part to get right, you guys. I'm so good at hands! (laughs) Looks like Leonardo DiCaprio in in Titanic. He really likes the French girl's hands. (laughs) Otto tells Stephanie, Welcome aboard! As her likeness slowly starts to appear on the canvas. Seth appears now, in old-timey clothes and holding a bowl of ice cream. He adds to the conversation by saying, Yes, welcome aboard. Why are they okay with this? And again, why, if if Headless Boy is headless, why is Mushface not Mushface? So yeah. true. Yes, you're right. They had an opportunity <laughs> That doesn't make here, any sense. Because that would have been so fucking sweet. They're okay with this because up until now there hasn't been a girl ghost. But there was girl paintings on the walls. I see you know. Yeah, where are all the other ghosts? Why, Why do they want Stephanie? Fest? <laughs> Why do they want Stephanie? She fucking sucks. Because she didn't show respect for Hill House, yeah. Cortland. So then they They're would petty just, ghosts. I just, I mean. To have her be in the house for, like, all of eternity or whatever, like, why would you want to deal with that? She would be so fucking annoying. Unless the ghost captain has power to trap said spirits that he doesn't like, because we see all the Mm. other paintings and not a whole lot of other ghosts. So maybe they were also annoying, and it's like a trapped inside your own body having to look through your eyes, but no, you have no mouth, but you must scream type of situation. Jesus, that's terrifying. Okay, yeah, maybe it's that. Why can Otto... And Seth turn into flesh and blood people, but Andrew is still just a headless ghost all the time. Because if he turned into flesh and blood, he would be bleeding all over the room. Or he, he gets—I mean, he gets his head back. And why does he put it back on? Like you know, because you raised some good points. Could he turn into flesh and just like duct tape the shit out of it, like in uh, uh, shit? What's that movie? Uh, Idle Hands. <laughs> all right, <laughs> right. Stephanie shouts, you're the ice cream boy? And Andrew appears then and answers, That's him all right, and you think he ever gives me a bite? Never. Again, ghost, how do you taste ice cream? Why is the ice cream a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) The ice cream was a victim too. Was it alive at one point? (laughs) (laughs) It's the ice cream that was in the dumbbell. He... He's the one, it's the one they smashed his face into where she couldn't tell what the difference was. And again, <laughs> no smash face. There are there, no, I have true. I have I have issues. The logical side of my brain is having a stroke. It's okay. It's just all the camera cutting that happened in the beginning of the episode. You're all right, Warren. Yeah, you never recover from that. We cut to Dwayne walking very slowly down the stairs. He hears a scream and he runs back up. He bursts into the attic like an action hero and sees what's going on. As Otto is painting the portrait, Stephanie's real-life body is disappearing, and he only has a little chunk of her face left. Yeah, I do like how you, I, I could hear the uh, the quotes in your voice when you were like, he's painting. Like, he just gestures vaguely. To yeah, he ain't doing shit. <laughs> he's just gesturing vaguely to the portrait, and she's appearing. This guy has, like, god He's not even looking. this house. Pretty sweet. Dwayne notices a bucket of something on the ground and throws that shit on the painting, which instantly starts melting. 
The two younger ghosts disappear, and Otto just starts screaming like a banshee. So mad. I'd be mad too. He spent seconds on that painting, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's a good thing that, uh, that when he threw the bucket of mystery liquid, wa- let's call it water. Let's just let's yeah. assume that it's the best and it's water. That he throws it onto the portrait and how it melts to free Stephanie. Oh my god! It's a good thing that that worked because what if it just melted Stephanie instead? And she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, what does you get me, I mean, he tried at least. <laughs> it's the only thing he's done the whole episode. It's true. It's true. Other than piss himself. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, so he's going to keep a bucket of water right next to his hell easel that uses ridiculously <laughs> easy to wash away watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> he had a literal self-destruct button right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you solved my how to free a soul from a painting puzzle. <laughs> like now just walk up to each painting and splash it with water. That's all that you need to do. That's what I thought was They could save so many lives But they don't It does imply Because we see Stephanie's body disappearing Like her physical form It does Mm -hmm. imply that if you were to destroy those paintings The people would be returned Yeah Because it's not like their body fell out Oh, you know, they fell out of their Their soul was ripped out of their body And their body was still there Yeah, It, it, It sucked in their physical form Yeah, these kids are selfish Yeah They are Stephanie, of all people, deserves to live. (laughs) Dwayne and Stephanie get out of there and run their way through hallways and staircases while a smoky white mist follows them. They make their way to the last staircase and out the door while Otto's ghost follows behind them headfirst right into the camera, still yelling. I thought they were going to take the pictures off the walls and like run with them or something to try and save the children like i know that they didn't deserve it because they were like rude to them and stuff but like i thought i thought for a second they were gonna help these kids out yeah no (laughs) we cut to the morning some undetermined amount of time later a sign on hill house's lawn tells us that it's been sold a couple gets out of the car and tells the man showing the house i heard they used to give tours of this place they say it's haunted the man gives a little chuckle and says, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a ghost. <laughs> he sees them inside, and then he looks at the camera and smiles. It's Otto, of course. The door closes, and we see the demonic door knocker's eyes turn green. The end. That was good whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa good. Brandon, I, I think you messed yeah. up something. You said that it was Otto. But he's clearly wearing glasses. This is a oh, different what? person entirely. <laughs> if it works for Clark Kent and Superman, it's gotta work for Ghost Captain Otto. Yeah, I'm sure he does go by a new name now. He's not the right, tour guide anymore. Yeah, or else people would be like, wait a second, I thought I got a tour from you like two years ago. And he'd be like, uh... <laughs> that means that... I'm the a realtor now. Were, <laughs> the kids really were propping up that hill house. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) As soon as they stopped going. Seriously, they stopped patronizing that tour, and now it's defunct, and now they have to sell the house because they can't make the ghost mortgage. You guys know what the most bullshit part is, though? Poor Otto had to go from doing tours to becoming a realtor. (laughs) He still had to get a job. (laughs) It it just made it easier for him to get victims because you Mm -hmm. don't expect people on a tour to stay there. 
but now he's just like, haha, if I put the house up on the market, I'll have an endless stream of new victims. <laughs> yes, people are going to keep going and buying the house that people are murdered in like every three weeks. <laughs> well, see, <gasps> that's never going to be what it is because I'll never find bodies. I'll just be like, man, this ar- this house is full of mediocre art. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. I, I'm just like, I would not buy that house because it's so big. Well, wasn't it a little boarded up too? Like one, it's a yeah, They called it a fixer yeah. upper. Nobody in our generation could afford that. No, no. like, and with it being a fixer upper, I mean, in this market, it would be you know five hundred thousand dollars. But oh, that's that's generous. Overall, I enjoyed the episode, you guys. I thought it was fun. It's a fun ride. It, it is. It uh, it was definitely a walk down memory lane. I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, mm-hmm. which which uh it was enjoyable it was it was so funny to just from the intro all the way through just being like oh boy i remember when i would plop my my fat child butt down in front <laughs> of the tv and and watch the goosebumps and if it was a if it was one that i had read be like how is that different from the book mm-hmm. oh right all right guys do you think that this episode could give us any discernible moral don't fuck with ghosts. <laughs> K, Don't trust yes. them. I mean, they win in the end, so... Yeah, they always do. Fuck with them if you want. Uh, fuck with them if you want. Just make sure you have a bucket of mystery liquid, liquid to throw on a ghost painting. Yeah, that yeah. Seems a little contrived and immoral. There's gotta be a different... <laughs> I think that really... I don't know if it's so much a moral as it is like an afterlife lesson... You're still going to be fucking working after you're dead, people. <laughs> Sorry, can't avoid it. Get used to it. <laughs> Strawberry ice cream could be your downfall. I don't know. That's a good one. Honestly, yes. So true. Go to chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be much more easy. It'll be much easier to distinguish your smashed, bloody, broken face from the chocolate ice cream. I love it. I love it. Oh, the real moral is that ice cream has a soul, and when it dies, it will be a ghost. (laughs) So every time you're at a child's birthday party, just remind them that ice cream has a soul. So good, yes. That's it. That's the whole... That's the moral. That's that's the takeaway for this episode. (laughs) Headless Ghost. Do you guys think that that was a good title, and can we come up with something better? Because... I mean, the story, the headless ghost in the story doesn't really factor into it at all. No, no he's he kind of just there. Yeah. The, the, I think that uh, a better alternate uh, title would be uh, The Haunting of Hill House, but I think that's actually a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a book, too. Yeah, it's a Netflix series, and then it's also a book by Shirley Jackson. But I'll, I was going to say that one, and I felt really smart saying it, and now Warren just stole it from me. So. <laughs> well, see, Portland, we're both just equally smart. Oh my god. Nobody's gonna want our heads. <laughs> the tale of the ice cream with a soul. <laughs> it's still real. Uh, that ice cream has brought so much joy to all of us. Being able to think about that now. I appreciate yeah. strawberry ice cream in a whole new way after today, you guys. Oh, that's why it has a soul because of the strawberries. Yeah, what? That's that's gotta be it. The strawberries are what has the soul, because milk doesn't have a soul. <laughs> no, everyone so knows that. You, you, you've, you've tapped a vein of very disturbing possibilities. 
that just by mixing things with ice cream, you can give it a soul. Yeah, it's like alchemy. It's, it's, it's a delicious sugary alchemy. All right, Cortland. Yes, what's up? Now is the time where we look at the book cover for the next episode, and you tell me what it is. Right. The next episode is Go Eat Worms. Oh, okay. <gasps> I oh my god. Well, I don't know anything about it, but from the title alone, not looking at the cover yet, it's probably going to suck. Am I wrong? Probably, <laughs> it's probably going to suck. So let's look at this cover here. I, I do have it pulled up now. So, wow. Okay, so this picture... Um, it's not great. It's not the best. There's like some purple worms that are just like breaking out of and going into and just all over a text, like a a book, like a spiral bound notebook that is thick as hell. Like this has a fucking Mm -hmm. ton of pages in it. And it looks like there's some uh, math problems and these worms are like bursting out of multiple pages. These are the world's strongest worms uh, bursting out of a bunch of different pages here. Um, there's like some fucking multiplication on this math homework. It's got some long division, which I guess is the scariest thing of all. So yeah, this, is, <laughs> this one's going to be horrifying. It's got long division in it. The tagline, it reads, homework was never this gross before. Good one. Okay. So what do you think this is going to be about? Uh, if I had to guess, uh, I'd say it's going to be about worms. No, this one has no worms in it. <laughs> right. I think that it's going to be about kids that are like, I dare to eat that worm. And then they get tapeworms and they fucking die. <laughs> Damn. R.L. Stein keeping it real. Yeah. Um. And at the end, he's going to be like, hey, folks, this is just a PSA <laughs> for tapeworms. <laughs> I have Watch a question hands, about that, though, Cortland. Do the tapeworms then also become ghosts? <gasps> Well, I think they can probably wiggle their way out of the child's body and then go invade a new host, right? That's how tapeworms work, right? I don't know. I think you're right, actually. As far as I know, I don't have a tapeworm. (laughs) So I'm not an authority, is what I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) It's going to be an episode all about diet pills. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to it. This one looks like it's going to be shit, so I have low expectations, (laughs) so I'm assuming it's going to be great. Yeah, um, this episode has a 5.5 on IMDb, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, we usually uh, disagree with IMDb, so... (laughs) That book cover is one of my least favorites. It's pretty low tier, yeah. There's nothing interesting going on there at all. So that's it for this week. Kay and Warren, will you tell us about your podcast? Yes, so we host Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse, where I introduce Warren to the good, the bad, and the ugly of musical theater, and he gives his often irreverent takes. I gotta say, you guys, when I first started listening to podcasts, yours was one of the first podcasts I listened to. You guys had me at Jellicle Ball. Aww, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, what did these guys talk about cats for? Because I think that was around when maybe the new cats was announced or something. And uh, not that I had any interest in it. Like, I'm, I'm just going to preface that. But uh, I seen you guys on the Discord server that we were a part of together. And I, I was like, I'm going to check these guys out. And I love it. I love it. You guys are great. Oh, thank you so much, man. I love it. I love you guys' show. I've been on your show before. We we talked about Steven Universe, and I helped you guys out with some of the some of the Warren episodes. You know, the Warren Awards. Yes, yes. Portland was so kind as to as to uh, 
give me some 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 helpful advice about how to avoid a time traveling murder robot. Yeah. Yes. I was a beast of an episode. Uh, it was one of my because I did all the editing and stuff for that one. Well, actually, you helped me towards the end because I think I was I was starting to die. Um, mm-hmm. and, but yes, I I really appreciate you helping on that one too because yeah. it was just so nice to to reach out to podcasters that uh, I love their shows and be like, hey, will you will you do a thing with me on this? And Damn. Was like, absolutely, and I was like, oh. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Kay and Warren, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for thank having, you for us. having us. Mm-hmm. I've been up all night. I'm going to sleep. We'll be back next week for Go Eat Worms. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. A dish of ice cream?